0: up everybody. You're now at your favorite stop for all things sports, politics and culture. It's the Wake Up and Win podcast with Devon Pouncy, a production of Thatcast Network. Hey now, say now. You're tuned in to the Wake
1: Up and Win podcast and I am your host Devon Pouncy. We're here in PDX. Living the dream studios once again. I got D Boy alongside me.
0: What you up to, D Boy? What you up to? Oh, I'm feeling good, man. We on the late night already. I didn't had a good long day. Yeah. Retail therapy, shopping, mall hopping, but we here. Yeah, I hear you. <laughs> I
1: hear you. Nah, nice way to bring out your rap skills there. Oh, you heard that? <laughs> <laughs> bring, to bring out your huh? rap skills there. You feel me? Yes, for sure. I, I had a pretty long day myself, but. Uh, I don't really feel like talking about it just yet. Uh, and actually, I got some more stuff to do, so we're going to get straight to it today. Um, I'm not even going to do any announcements today. Um, There's not too different from last week's episode, so if you need to hear some announcements on what's going on uh, with what I have going on and uh, you just really feel like you need to be that informed, it's right at the beginning of the last episode. <laughs> but speaking of the last episode... Boy, was our timing a little bit. (laughs) It was off. It was (laughs) off. It was off. Um, Many of you know now that Kawhi Leonard is now on the Los Angeles Clippers. And when we recorded our podcast last week, we recorded it just hours before Kawhi made the decision. Mm -mm -mm. In fact, if you look at the title of last week's podcast, the title was, when you record uh, hours before Kawhi makes a decision, shaking my head. Mm-hmm. Well, this week we didn't do, uh, we didn't miss the beat this week because we had some more breaking news just come out today, and that is Russell Wilson. I mean, Russell Wilson. Russell Westbrook, excuse me. you ready me. for football season. Yeah, I am. I actually am ready for football me too. season. I, I'm me definitely too. ready for it. I'm definitely ready <laughs> for that it. But that ain't who we are talking but, uh, about. But <laughs> I'm talking about Russell Westbrook here. He was traded to the Houston Rockets, and the Oklahoma City Thunder received in return Chris Paul and I believe some draft <clears> picks. And so I got a few questions kind of piggybacking off of last week. First off, on the Kawhi Leonard thing—it wasn't too much of a surprise to me. I actually was in Toronto when I went out to Berlin, you and I'll it. be a hundred percent honest with you. And I took a there, video right. and I posted it on my Instagram <laughs> while I was in Toronto, just two short days after the Raptors won the championship. It was deader in there. <laughs> it didn't feel like it was a soul outside. I maybe saw two Raptors jerseys. No championship. I, I didn't aura? see no. It didn't feel like that. It didn't feel like that. <laughs> and because. Crazy it didn't feel like that. I don't want to say that Kawhi felt disrespected, but... You knew he was gone. I knew he was gone. Mm-hmm. I knew that wasn't what he was going to try to stick around and try and continue winning championships with that aura. Sorry, Toronto. Sorry, Canada. You're you're a hockey town, but it's, it's all good. You said it, too. It's I, documented. Oh, it's on my Instagram. It's on, Instagram. It's on my Instagram. Sure, Literally sure. two days after <laughs> the Raptors won the championship, I was in the heart of downtown Toronto.
0: What not the soul out there? Cheering, drinking, none of that. One more thing. <laughs> Did you think – when we did the podcast last week, did you think Kawhi was going to make his decision a lot later? No. Like, were you surprised at the element that we were hours before his decision? Like, I don't think we expected that. I didn't at least. I didn't. I, what it was for me was is
1: quick. I didn't allow myself to have any expectations because it was Kawhi Leonard, and I'm somebody. I'm active on Twitter. I'll tweet. I'll talk about all this kind of stuff. And even last week, I was kind of short when it came to Kawhi Leonard because he's such an oddball. You wasn't I don't know what the he hell he's do not short to say you didn't want to hang out with him. You I, I, that clear. Exactly. He's yeah. such an oddball. I me. would not hang out with Kawhi. <laughs> Like the dude is such a. uh, uh, Well, y'all do y'all thing. I'll go kick it with Clay or something. But he's such an eyeball that I'm like, I'm not going to sit here and play a guessing game. But what I did know is that I felt that energy in Toronto. And I knew he wasn't coming back to that. That was it for me as far as when he would make a decision, whether he would be a Laker or a Clipper, or when certain deals ended. And for damn sure, him being able to bring Paul George along, I definitely didn't see that coming. And because I just can't predict the guy, I wasn't going to put myself in a position to try to. Um, But anywho, we talked about last week, D-Boy, we had a conversation about backcourts in the NBA, obviously because we recorded right before Kawhi made that decision. So we more so talked about – kind of just free agency as a whole the durant decisions i talked about the golf model and all of that different stuff good episode you should go back and listen to it if you haven't gotten a chance but anywho we talked about backcourts in the nba my question to you was with clay out during whatever however long he's gonna be out Mm -hmm. is d'angelo russell and steph curry the best backcourt in the NBA? Because we knew beforehand, I think it was essentially unanimous that Steph and Clay were. D'Angelo's still an all star. You still have the Damian Lillard, CJ McCullum element. You still have the James Harden and at the time Chris Paul element. But now you have the James Harden and the Russell Westbrook element. That's nasty. So I wanna ask you, I wanna ask you, now that this has been brought into the equation, What's the backcourt in the NBA? The best backcourt in the NBA?
0: James Harden. <laughs> <laughs> Russell Westbrook. <laughs> easy call. Easy call? <laughs> easy call. Easy call. That is... That, I, I don't if think it's works that easy right, of a call. Listen, man. Listen, man. If that works right, how I think it's going to work... How do you think it's going to work? I That's think it's going to work that it's going to allow Harden to... I think it's going to allow both of them to play a different game. Westbrook is completely confident and has a good relationship... With James Harden to the point where I think that they will play and feed off of each other well. Obviously, Russell Westbrook averaged a triple double the last few seasons because he damn near had to, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Not necessarily when Paul George came over to help, but he's, I mean, that just more shows how elite of a player Russell Westbrook really is. But along with James Harden, which MVP, nasty create a West shot
1: an MVP too?
0: that's what I'm saying two MVPs on one team that I think can play it well together and what I mean by that is sharing the ball I think James Harden felt like he had to take 40 shots at times and I think Westbrook felt like he had to be a triple double machine now you can use a little bit of that you know overexerting yourself to kind of let it play in your favor and I think that that's going to work well for both of them well I will
1: say this. Um, one thing that they obviously do have in their favor is that they have played together once before. Now, they're completely different players now than they were then when they played together. Facts. Um, Westbrook's still super explosive, obviously. Harden but won the
0: franchise. Harden was a was
1: six man, best six man in the NBA at the time. So the roles that they had to play, um, I think how young they were, all plays a role in why they were such different players then than they are now. Um, But I also do think that it can work. I think that Mm -hmm. the Rockets Mm -hmm. won the deal, Mm -hmm. obviously. I think that they got significantly better um, because many people wonder, is it enough basketballs for them to both be as dominant as they are? Um, The only thing that I would say, the only reason why I still kind of struggle with how they're going to mesh and how they're going to work together is because I don't really have faith in Russell Westbrook's jump shot. Obviously, he can do everything else on the court. You don't but, have to. You but, got Big Game James. Yes, you have Big Game James, 100%. I agree with that. But Big Game James is also a playmaker who's been able to play with shooters around him. He, too, also has averaged nearly a triple-double within these last few years. They still got and, a couple shooters, right? And he scores right? like crazy. He scores like crazy. They got a couple shooters. But what I'm saying is you had a Chris Paul element, somebody else who could spread Stop the floor it. and shoot.
0: He oh. Cool. And, and now mean, you can, have
1: a Russell Westbrook Chris element. Chris Paul going
0: to give you 14, 18.
1: But he can shoot. It's a spacing deal. It's science. It's not necessarily who's better. He I'm not sitting here cool. saying. he wasn't Chris just Paul. A shooting. Threat. Chris Paul has been a great, hit, he he's can, a great shooter. I mean, he's he, he he a great shooter. He's been a great shooter. He I, can I just, hit any shot.
0: But he's not just a. I mean, Chris I Paul think has had a, always I been think, a great shooter. I, I get it, but I think later in, the, I think you don't look at him as just like an ultimate shooting threat later in his career. I like disagree that right with now. that. I disagree yeah, with yeah, that. I, I don't I think he he Chris Paul is like Chris that. Paul is still he he a great shooter. Like that.
1: I mean, he's still averaged about twenty a game, so that's buckets if you ask me for somebody, for somebody who's a lot no, older now. For somebody who's a lot older now. I think it was under twenty. But I didn't. It's not about whether he can score. I said whether he can shoot. Spread the floor, and that's the difference. Being able to spread the floor being able to create that space for each other. Harden was able to really, really play well being able to have the space and obviously the dynamics of his game that are very, very very hard to guard. That helped Harden. He knew that Chris Paul, you can't leave him open. <laughs> I tell you that much, if Chris Paul doesn't have the ball in his hands, you cannot leave Chris Paul open. That's the point thing. Six points you a can game, leave man. Russell stop,
0: Westbrook open. Stop lying to these people, man. Fifteen, 15 points. All you, good. You're Giving him five. Quit me, Pete.
1: Shooter, shooter, though. <laughs> shooter. At the end of the day, I'm talking about shooting and what they can do. I mean, for I, that I offense. get
0: when you you got a point when you say I'm not leaving him open. So I'm, and not, leaving I'm not leaving Chris Paul open at all. He's not been not a great, great
1: shooter his entire career. Still a great shooter. Cut to the chase. Do you
0: think that they decode his backcourt now? <laughs> Forget all the extra. Talk I don't. to me.
1: I oh, don't. Oh damn. I think they're the most talented Who backcourt is? now. I think they're the most talented See, backcourt. You always. Now. Hey, I don't think listen. that they to complimented...
0: Keep doing this all meticulous. No. play I, They're not the best, but they're the most talented. They're the most talented. That's not the best. Are they the coldest? They're the most talented. What,
1: so what's... I still like the Warriors' backcourt best. So more because talent- I still like the dynamics
0: of the Warriors, but back I mean, you can always say they they're more play ta- off of each other. That the only thing you can say is more talented than because we haven't seen neither one of them play together. Like, yeah, for sure. But
1: I have seen Steph Curry, that's what who I think is a
0: level above both of those guys.
1: I have seen James mm-hmm. Harden. I have seen Russell Westbrook. Steph- Two guys who are mm-hmm. not, by the way, proven winners. We talk every year about James Harden choking. We talk every he year about choke. Russell Westbrook they choking. They're playing no damn Warriors. Let- he was up, he was it up 3-2. It don't three, matter two.
0: what you was, it's the Warriors with do you a not dream remember, team. Do you
1: not remember what happened to the Spurs oh, before they lost to the Warriors the last oh, couple times? Man. I don't think you remember how they went out. To say that James Harden, to say that James Harden, no, they didn't uh, overachieve?
0: By, how I'm, did they overachieve? I'm saying they overachieved by even being, they was up what, 3-2, 3-1, 3-2 on the Warriors? Yeah, they were up 2-1 i believe expect- this year but 3-2 the year before yeah i'm saying that i know they was up a few times now and that's overachieving for real but what i'm saying the is the warriors really ask why
1: just like the warriors history goes beyond playing against the rockets as their kind of conference foe oh, yeah. they've got championships before that too James Harden has a history before that as well. He has the history against San Antonio when they beat him by 40 on his home floor <laughs> to eliminate him. He has, on, the, history. He he beat, has the history. He has the history when James da- we're right here in Portland. He has the history when Damian Lillard hit his monumental game-winning three-pointer, and he hit his. Let's not forget. Let's not forget Damian Lillard sent him home, sent him bye-bye as well. The same way he sent yeah. Russell Westbrook and that those was guys David bye-bye. The fame, and if you that's ask me. what I'm. And that that was his first claim. That was to fame. His claim. That's what I mean. Yeah, that's that, what, that, that was that's his what first
0: one. But I think now, no, 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 you get no, what I'm saying. No, I'm saying into well, the league. Well, that's my like, question.
1: then. what's the more monumental shot? That shot that he hit against the Rockets when Harden choked. No, and choke. day
0: is the most monumental shot versus Westbrook. I'm saying. Well, that, yeah, yeah, I'm saying his claim to fame that got him like he was, yeah, there, was he his was Dame in time his after that. You feel me? That was the biggest shot of his career, and it was deep. Just all of his whole kind of. How he plays, his makeup was kind of built around that shot is what I'm saying, but I definitely I think, think the Westbrook— I think it's but I think you got to
1: give Dame a little bit more credit. What, even before that? that, you said? Dame's a rookie no, no, no. of the year. For Dame, sure, Dame he was already game, making he a name. But Kobe, Kobe but his listen. rookie year, he gave that Kobe That shot versus Westbrook?
0: Oh, that was just— That's, ever, when he, that that's the most Paul monumental George, shot but, in his— uh, yeah, it, but That was the most monumental shot in his career, if you ask me. Am I wrong? I don't want to— This is what I'll say. So I far.
1: i This is what I'll say. I would rather ask this question to true Blazer fans, to to people that have been okay, real. Okay, I want to know your opinion. And in between and time, they come talk to us because they listen. Of course, I have a little bit of recency bias. The connection that we had but to this last shot bigger shots and how great that shot was, I'm going to say that this was dames. I, this overtook that first shot. <laughs> but I don't think, I mean, if you're a real Blazer fan, and even if you're a real NBA fan, A lot of people remember that shot that Dame hit against James Harden in the Houston Rockets. That was was a humongous shot. That
0: thing is a GIF, uh, it's a a gift, all of that. It's it's a great, like you said, if you that want to say thing. that
1: that was his Lillard time claim to fame, when he went on the scores table Kenny, and he yelled "Rip City," Kenny. that was that shot. Now, what that I was say, a huge yeah, that, shot. But what I say, <laughs> you Kenny, hear that in the airport? The now. wave, dog, Caddy, the Bible. I think we just yeah. live. It's just you different, hear that Kenny. Rip City shot in the airport, though. You've heard it. You've <laughs> walked I've through the airport. I've heard it, and you hear Dave yelling "Rip City." It's that was crazy. after
0: that shot that he hit against but choking man, ass James Harden. And the way he did, hey, I don't know. I got to go at this one. I'm really anxious to see what the listeners say because this was a big one bro. yeah i mean like i said i got uh but yeah
1: i still got steph curry i mean i, I he's that guy and d and d who's and still D-Lo. an all-star
0: d Lo's still an all-star it's not like d Lo's no talking, slouch out you're here you're talking about two mvps versus mvp and somebody who just started and a and three-time
1: three champion to
0: put that I'm in saying, there that's, one per- that's the same person we talked we yeah, know Steph. i know <laughs> we don't gotta re-talk about steph curry accolades i'm saying more so d i think he doesn't hold enough weight to put them on the same pedestal as James Harden and Goddamn Russell Westbrook. No, I mean is definitely the worst name out
1: of the four for sure. I get that, Goddy, but he's at all star. You talking about two walking
0: <laughs> triple doubles, damn I near? Get you that. just said it yourself. I, but they don't win. Bruh. D'Lo obviously isn't a they proven winner. Win. The dude gets to the Western Conference Finals and loses he didn't to get the Warriors. There this year. But you, he did get, he did he last got there year. Once
1: he got there once. Dame got there once, so why <laughs> we can't throw Dame and CJ in them? Are they better that than Dame They in there, but well, they're well, not, they well, not there. But I'm saying but if, if in we conversation, if we talking those accolades. They're in the conversation. So,
0: they, so Dame they're and Harden is, is
1: neck to neck. I know for sure they're in the conversation, but what I'm saying is Jeez. I put Steph Curry above all of them. A tier, a level. I think the he's dynamics better of his game is
0: What is he better at? I think he's, what a, else be- he better at? he's don't a better say shooter. He's a better shooter. Don't say defense. And you don't know what say, I think, Steph Curry? Don't say he's stronger than either one of them either. No, you know what
1: I'm going to say about Steph Curry? What I like about Steph Curry and why I think Steph Curry is such a special player is because I think he is just as dominant with the ball in his hands as he is when the ball isn't in his hands. The attention he draws when he doesn't have the ball, his ability to go get open and find shots and run the floor... I don't think Russell Westbrook has that element to his game. I don't think James Harden has that element to his
0: game, especially when I'm saying James you Harden can compare— James Harden has that. Russell Westbrook doesn't because I'll let Russell Westbrook shoot. Off the ball, James Jam- Harden's not an off-the-ball yeah, player. But he can be off the ball, and he's going to be
1: off the but, ball, But with, no, to no, 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 help but, his game. But you just asked me about Steph Curry and why I'm putting Steph Curry up there. I think Steph Curry's dominance— Alrighty, that, it, On the ball with the ball in his hands and without the ball is almost nearly equal. Watch,
0: watch what this is almost nearly
1: equal. But I got a question for you, D boy, because um and I'm actually this is where I am glad about, and I'll be a little hypocritical here. This is where I am glad about us not being able to cover the Kawhi conversation last week because a couple weeks back, um, there's Adam Silver, the commissioner of the NBA, he came out and he said that. The term owner is no longer used in the NBA, and he called them, like, governors or something like that, but they're not utilizing the term owner anymore in the NBA.
0: Has it been that way for a minute
1: now? Some, have, up on it some have adopted it. Yeah, it's been that way. He said it's been that way for a minute. Right. I've never heard him actually come out, though, and say, that. And say what he said. Yeah. Even if that's been the case, it's been more so, that. yeah, it's yeah. been like behind closed doors. Mm-hmm. Like, you had owners come out and maybe say, I'm a chairman and things of that sort. But I've never heard it come out of Adam, Adam Silver's mouth the way that he did. Fact. But since it's come out of his mouth, and now that he said it, and the, that news has kind of resurfaced... Yeah. What are your thoughts when it comes to these NBA players and
0: not calling owners of the team owners? (laughs) I think that's weak. I'm tired of that. Everything can't be based around race. I'm sorry, but that's really what it come down to. If you own the team, you own the team. If you own McDonald's down the street, you own the McDonald's. Whether it's a private franchise, I mean, you know, a franchise privately owned, Subway. If you're the owner, you're the owner. Certain things I agree with and terminology that need to be banned and all of this kind of stuff. Uh, hence, we had some surprise people on my take with um the guy who got suspended in the mlb for a game for using exactly so like i i just i'm gonna obviously be with my folks when i need to be with my folks but i think that that's literally a decision that's based around african americans feeling a certain type of way and i feel like i i just i never looked at it like that Uh and even after the light is shown on it i don't think that if you own the team you own the team it's not like y'all calling us y'all you, you know what I'm saying, man. This is what i say. I don't say. even say the word. I'll, yeah.
1: I'll, I'll say this. I personally, and when I say I personally, I'm talking about me. I'm not talking about who, else, who what I represent, what race I am, the fact that I used to play ball, a former athlete, any, any of that. I'm talking about me and my fingerprint, because I know that's something y'all don't got that I do. Um, I'm not necessarily triggered by the word owner. I do think that the word... Especially in today's era where we're seeing more black ownership, I kind of like the little ring that the word owner has to it. And in some cases, I do feel like it may put a cap on what we can accomplish as a community if we don't look at ourselves and call ourselves owners as well. Never looked at it like that. Great. Here's, but here's what I will say, though, and i it's a point that I heard, um, but it's also another point that I kind of came up with. The one that I came up with is that I do still 100, uh, 100% support Draymond Green, who has come out and been vocal about being offended by the term ownership. And I also do support LeBron James, who is very um, intentional when it comes to using the word partner. I'm partnering with the Lakers. I'm partnering with... Magic Johnson. I'm partnering with whoever it is that quote unquote is supposed to be his boss or his owner. And here's the reason why. The reason why is these are guys you got LeBron from Akron, Ohio. You got Draymond from Saginaw, Michigan. These are guys who, if you look at where they come from, their background, people they grew up with, even their family, they are first generation wealthy black men. And their families, first and foremost, and probably to a very decent extent, their communities, probably not too many more people that comes from where they come from, not only have the money that they have, but Mm -hmm. have the ability to be in the room with these owners and have some negotiating power of some sort. Agreed. So with that, I don't mind them pushing limits and pushing boundaries even if i'm not necessarily triggered by it to see what we can get away with what we can't get away with how we can try to change certain narratives and if that's a way which i think was a reasonable way although i'm not triggered by it i thought that it was a reasonable way to bring up the conversation if these guys should be getting called owners or if they could call them a ceo or a Governor or whatever it is that they want to call it, I feel like these players have the right to do so, and I like them, even if I don't necessarily agree with them or I'm not necessarily triggered by it, I like them experimenting in a sense so that we have that documentation. We have that piece of history to be able to play off of in case the next generation comes up and becomes wealthy and wants to know what ways and what pool that we have, what ways we can use certain things to our advantage and things of that sort. So I actually like the ideology of it. I do think that I'm not going to tell them they can't be offended by the word owner. It does have some slavery correlation there, but I'm not necessarily triggered by it. But I do definitely support them kind of pushing their narrative, seeing what they can and can't get away with, especially because they're in the rooms with these people
0: that really nobody like them are. Out of everything you just said, I disagree with the very end. And that's what you said, that you do think it's some slavery... Would you say some it, it has a correlation to slavery? It don't because don't, that's what I'm saying like when it comes to owner at McDonald's, owner at Subway, black ownership. How can you say that if it's a black owner that it has correlation to slavery? Well, you just own the team. You have the money and you make the business decision to own the team. So well, you're I the mean, owner. You, you of can
1: the still team. peel back certain layers when you look at the way economics are structured in this country the race dynamic is there and it does exist so More we know that we blacks. know that this yeah and I we know, know that. that this country was built on the blacks backs of slaves we know that there's a rich unfortunately there's a rich slave history when it comes to this country when it comes to who could be called an owner when it comes to who has the means to become an owner that there's not necessarily a fair shake
0: and this racially is what I mean. this is exactly by, what i mean by, i don't by like intent. everything going back to racism and slavery mm-hmm. but but i get your point what i do want to say real quick though is that i agree on everything else you said as far as the ideology about it because even though i went the furthest in baseball basketball has been my favorite sport for as long as you know you mm-hmm. feel me and i think that it, the nba is just smart by adapting to m- most of the stuff has been favoring african americans in because it, it, it's majority African-American league. Exactly. But what I'm saying is it's helping them because it's the majority African-American support as well. And what I mean by that is wow. the rating, what I'm saying ratings-wise, they're beating the NFL ass and the MLB ass. Mm-hmm. Easy. Well, and that's, wise, yeah, and that's yeah, what yeah. I'm talking about. And that's because you got so many African-Americans tuned in, even if they can't necessarily go to certain games. Like we know the Warriors, they talking about true fans not being able to come because it's so expensive now and only, you know, business execs can afford the tickets to them games and blah, 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 because of the star power over there. I think that no matter whether it's a All-Star weekend, whether it's an everyday game on TNT, ES, whatever, I think that African Americans and minorities in general are tuned in and I think it takes a to- I think it you know is directly connected with the fact that the NBA favors African Americans that's running the league. You can For say sure. African Americans is dominant in, in the NFL too, but they're not favoring it like that. Hence why you got all of this constructive problems that's going on over there. It seems a lot of the times like NBA is making the right decision and it's really keeping them In the league of their own.
1: And that's why, but because of that, that's really even more so why I support Draymond Green and LeBron James because even people that you would make comparisons to them as far as just professional athletes are concerned, NFL players don't necessarily have the platform to be able to push certain envelopes that these guys have. MLB players don't necessarily have the platform to push certain envelopes because of the support. However the league is ran, you name it, I hear you there, but because of that, When Draymond and when LeBron takes the extra step, whether it be a risk, whether it's right, and even in some cases if it's wrong, if I know that there's good intention behind it, I encourage those guys To have those conversations, and it was a good point that I heard, and this was the point that I was going to say that I heard, that Etan Thomas made. You know I interviewed Etan Thomas. Right. And I heard him talk about this conversation on his podcast with Dave Zirin, um, who I actually also interviewed on the radio show, but two people that that I think do great work when it comes to that intersectionality of sports and politics and even culture too. Um, Etan said that if there was a league, that was a primarily Jewish league, you wouldn't hear any terminology that had anything to do with the Holocaust. And here's why I thought Etan had a great point, is because I was just in Germany a couple weeks ago. And when I was in Germany, I'm, I went to go get something to eat. I was walking back to, a, to my hostel and I saw kind of like this canal party, like this, it was like a canal party and it was shit ton of people, Just a fun gig, outdoor gig near the water. And as I'm recording and filming the party, I'm putting it on my Instagram story. um, There was a guy who was talking to me. He was, I would say, probably a middle-aged guy, somewhere in his 40s, something like that. And uh, he's talking to me and he's asking me where I'm from as I'm recording the scene. Not even recording him directly, but he's talking and I'm talking back to him as I'm still recording on my phone. And the guy asked me where I'm from. And I told him I was from America. I said San Francisco because from the Bay Area. And that's that's the city that they know out there. And he responds back and he's like, oh, man, thank you for coming to Berlin. And so I respond back to him as the cameras recording still. Thank you all for having me. Like, I'm happy to be here. And he says, no, don't thank me. Thank the communists and thank the Americans for getting the Nazis out of here. And so I kind of like laughed it off like, you know, I All right, shit. I, yeah. I kind of laughed it off and I'm like, all right, cool. I post the video. I heard it. I, heard I it. post the video onto my story. Do you know that I woke up the next morning and that video had gotten reported because of the language used in the video? And oh. Instagram sent me a notification and sent me a message saying that. This video no, no longer exists because of certain language, yada. Oh, de exp- oh, Instagram deleted my whole video. Sent me a, a, a notification. I everything. Know, I man. woke up to it the next morning, and I was. Fucking mind-blown was what I was. I couldn't believe it. I'm
0: yeah. like, wow. It wasn't, F-bomb it wasn't an F-bomb. It wasn't an F-bomb. It was Nazi.
1: <laughs> it was Nazi, and it got posted. And, you know, when you're in other yeah, cities, it, the city it, can yeah. see your story. Yeah. And Tide,
0: things it's against our guidelines now, coming listen, down. <laughs>
1: Instagram took my video down in Berlin, Germany, because the word Nazi was used in the, the video. video. And so that, to me was where i felt like etan did make a pretty good point there because i'm in germany where the holocaust existed where the very very poor history of the holocaust existed and knowing how liberal that place is now even walking the berlin wall which also has a nasty history the art that's all on the berlin wall when you go to tour it it's all liberating art um the black woman is god Um, be free, set yourself free. And I posted some of the art on my Instagram too. So if you go look at my recent pictures, you'll see some of the kind of liberal and liberating art that was all on the Berlin Wall because of the distaste that they have for the history of the Berlin Wall, the distaste that they have for the Holocaust, the distaste that they have for the nasty and ugly history that they have out there. And now it's known as one of the more liberal cities. So that's where... I don't also mind LeBron and Draymond pushing these limits because there is a model out there in the world that shows why owner might be a not so good word to be used in a in a majority black league. Why this history is so, why it matters so much, and why there's such a distaste and why it can be triggering.
0: So I really don't and mind then, it from that perspective. And then as well. you got owners. Like the white cuz that's from the, uh, from, from the, the Warriors. Clippers, that, the Clippers. Oh yeah, the Clippers. The, remember that? Yeah. That was even bigger. The what was his name? The, the Clippers, what was his uh, name? Uh, Rich uh, it's Rich it's Dumb, dumb the, But man, yeah, you know yeah, what I'm I talking about. I know exactly now. what you're talking about. Yeah. No what you're talking Daniel about. Daniel Sterling. start Donald Sterling. I know. Daniel <laughs> <Then there> was <laughs> Yeah, yeah, but I know what you're talking
1: about over there. So yeah, you I also had what happened in the finals this year with the owner of the Warriors and what he did to Kyle Lowry. you had freak and Dan Gilbert and LeBron had a nasty history. Donald Sterling yeah, was his yeah, name. Don't yeah. tell the, me not. Nah. Good shit. shit. Good <laughs> uh, shit. Dan Gilbert and LeBron, they had a nasty history as well. So it's not like bad history between players and owners in these leagues doesn't exist. Um, and obviously, I think what you're seeing owners do in another predominantly black league like the NFL and how they're kind of not really in support of a lot of the Movements that are happening within the NFL. It's hurting with the Kaepernick's the NFL, taking right? the knee. It's hurting the NFL. Hurting so these NBA players can step in and, and fill those voids to be able to make those pushes. But uh next up, we're gonna talk hip hop, but I want to talk a little bit about ASAP Rocky. Some of you may or may not know who ASAP Rocky is, but we'll get into it on this next segment. Keep it locked. It's the Wake Up and Win podcast with Devon Pouncey.
0: Keep it locked, folks, as we continue to give you a winning formula. It's the Wake Up and Win podcast. Visit thatcast.com for more great content on ThatCast Network. So
1: ASAP Rocky, um, he's a part of the very well-known rap group ASAP Mob. There's a bunch of ASAPs out there. Rocky's probably the most popular D-Boy, would you agree? Facts. And then you got what, Ferg and whoever else is a part of ASAP. ASAP. But anywho, ASAP Rocky, um, He went to Sweden to perform, and he got into an altercation in Sweden where he had to defend himself, and unfortunately, he ended up landing in a Swedish jail. He is still currently detained in a Swedish jail. And there's a big wave and a big movement, especially of a lot of rappers, um, very prominent celebrities, the Diddy's of the world, the Justin Bieber's of the world, GEZ's, YG, you name it, just all types of celebrity rappers and people that are a part of the music industry that are banding together to support ASAP Rocky. And they've got a petition for ASAP Rocky, which I don't really know how much a petition is going to do for a guy that got arrested in Sweden being that they're in America. Nothing. I do know that the message, at least, will get to Sweden, that these famous celebrities that have reach in Sweden are speaking out and are trying to advocate for asap rocky being freed but i don't really know how petitions work on the other side of the world when it's coming from america so d-boy you might be right there that might mean absolutely nothing Mm -hmm. legally and it might not have that much influence i hate to say it i'm not saying yeah i i don't think you're saying it from a a bad place yeah yeah for sure um but it is interesting because when i also went out to germany a couple weeks ago um you know, you got everybody that tells you before you go on these trips overseas to be safe and be careful and watch out for this and watch out for that. Pickpocketers, robbers. Um, for women, it might be sex traffickers, whatever the case may be. When mm. people travel abroad and travel overseas from the states, um, be safe is one of the main things that people really harp on because you are in foreign territory. Right. And being that ASAP Rocky is now in jail um, it really kind of left a bitter taste in my mouth because I too felt like I could have been in a situation when I was just in Germany where I could have ended up <laughs> three or four times in jail in Germany or times, three or four times being for me though it was more so being at the wrong place. Um, I wouldn't even say at the wrong time. I just say being the at wrong the wrong place. place. Like it's but, not the I mean, place that, to be. His was the wrong but,
0: place at the wrong time for real.
1: Yeah, but because of his celebrity, it just it might have been wrong place, wrong time. But because of his celebrity, I think that he was provoked in a, in a nasty way because it's ASAP Rocky and people notice him in Sweden. I mean, he's not out there for no reason and he got provoked and he more or less defended himself, but I think it was against like a younger dude or something like that, but he defended himself essentially. Um, for me, I was just in the wrong place. I was kind of like in a Berlin ghetto essentially and about three times within an hour as I was in this ghetto, i got approached by three different guys that were very aggressive very threatening one time i'm at the atm a guy approaches me at the atm and literally stands right next to me as I'm doing my transaction, I quickly cancel the transaction, put my card in my pocket. And like, what's up? What's going on? He comes and he's asking me, what's up, man? You from the States? You from America? As if
0: ready to finesse as you.
1: if he was ready to finesse me, rob me. It was very aggressive. It was in my bubble, in my personal space to the point where I was threatened enough to where I canceled the transaction. I don't take any cash out. You're going to have to work for this, essentially. Um, and then I go to another like club and. The guys outside of the club, you could tell they were kind of the goons out there in Berlin. One of those guys pressed me. He comes at me, talking to me very aggressively. He's speaking German, but I so I don't know what the hell he's saying. But he's circling me as he's, like, talking shit to me in German, saying whatever it was that he's saying. Like, he's... He's checking me out. He's he's peeping my peeping me out, seeing what I'm about, seeing what I'ma do. And as he's circling me, I'm circling with him. So it's just two of us like staring each other down in a circle, like we were two dogs or two cats getting ready to come after each other. Um, but it was just another weird kind of uh, interaction that I had out there where I felt like I possibly. Could have had to defend myself and Lord knows if I would end up in jail or even ended up being in one piece after it was all said and done. But because mentally I'm in self-defense mode, I'm in Berlin, Germany, so I don't know what the hell is going to happen. So at this point, it's like, well, I guess I'm getting ready to fight for my life here. Right. I'm in a place in a space where I just felt really fucked up, essentially. Um really scary in a sense. Like, I'm going to be honest, not because I was a punk, because each of the guys that approached me, and I was approached again after the guy who circled me as well from somebody just coming at me really aggressively. He asked me if I needed anything, and I told him no. And because I didn't tell him what he wanted to hear, he starts going on this German rant, and it was, like I said, really aggressive, really threatening. Like, they knew what they were coming after. They knew what their intentions was. They can tell I wasn't from Germany, that I was from America, like all of that. They knew all of that. And so just knowing the place and the space that I was in and i had these thoughts i had the worst thoughts you can have am i gonna die am am i gonna end up in jail because i know i'm not going out without a fight like what's gonna happen here i can't really predict it but these thoughts are running through my mind and they don't feel good so to hear about rocky being overseas and his interaction and his altercation actually becoming physical because he had to defend himself i really feel for the guy because there was multiple occasions where I was in Berlin, where I felt like I was provoked and I had to defend myself. And I had those exact thoughts that maybe I'm going to end up in jail or dead out here. So for me, I just want to send my prayers to ASAP Rocky. Um, I, I, I'll sign a petition. If it's worth anything or mean anything, I'll push the petition, wherever the case may be. But um, just want to send my condolences across the universe to him being detained in Sweden. I hear the conditions are really shit. So
0: and that's where I'm going to come that's, in. And I'm, that's a, I'm talk not good on that either. For sure. And so go ahead. But that's just what it is for me. Is Definitely like condolences, prayers, is all of that. I'm sitting right with you. You feel me? So uh, I did a little bit of research because I was actually talking with Alexis earlier and she was telling me how she read or saw somewhere that the conditions are horrible and he's not being fed correctly and all this type of stuff. And so it caused me to do my research, obviously, because I've never heard or know anybody who went to jail in Sweden to have any kind of insight, right? Right. So upon hearing that A$AP Rocky has been said to be in an unsafe condition with no clean water, I even read that he was only being given an apple a day to eat, yeah. all this type of stuff, it sounded a little bit outlandish and illegal to me no matter where the hell your jail is at. Shit. And so... Obviously, I'm not saying that it couldn't happen right, (laughs) but it sounds outlandish anywhere. So I end up reading, and it says that the governor of Sweden said that the jail had actually just recently been remodeled in the past few years and that they get three meals a day, including ASAP Rocky, clean water, and uh, professional cleaning companies that come in for immediate sanities of the facility, so on and so forth. This is just direct research that I've done, uh, you know, in the course of hearing the things that I've been hearing. That was source BBC news. I've also read uh, TMZ, which I don't believe what TMZ says half the time, but it's a lot of different sources who are just recently claiming that the governor did say, which obviously the governor could say anything. I'm more so I'm interested in why are we not hearing some direct situations or things from people in Sweden that have been to jail that could kind of maybe back what is being said but I just it's hard for me to think that he's in conditions that horrible where he's only getting an apple a day in unclean water but
1: the apple a day I think is more so by choice but because he may probably does not want to eat the food, eat right, the food right, that right. they had
0: to offer him. Right. Um
1: but even still I I mean to me, jail in general to me jail in general to me is just not all cool. fucked up yeah, it's not right, cool. Right. But and he for, I don't But I don't know and that's the thing like I just him being out there alone like the rules and the regular and the regulations are different they're not the same. You hear right. about Different Janky cultural, stu- yeah, yeah. You hear about different cultural practices that are mm-hmm. very extreme in comparison to what we did, may allow did or not of allow footage? in America. Did you
0: see any of the footage? I didn't see any of the footage. Okay. No. All right. No. I was gonna ask you because I saw a little bit and it appeared to be like looking like a jumping type of situation, which is another thing that I don't think helped a situation. Well, yeah. I which, mean, it I like said, sure, even got and that's what and I'm like, saying. Yeah. The fact that probably somebody that was littler and you can use the whole excess force and not being from there. It's like you're not going to come into our house and do this kind of stuff. And yeah. so I'm not justifying it by any means, but I'm trying to put this together and try to think of how, you know, the mindsets yeah. of people I, I, I'm gonna are. I'm going to give so. them the benefit of the doubt just because so of you those just, reasons. You just lived it. Just, just because of it. those reasons.
1: I lived it. And when you don't know where you're from and you don't, you're not. What you mean? And, you don't or know, or not, where when, not know where you're from. You don't. I mean, you aren't from where, where you're, you're at. at. You're yeah, you don't know where, where you're, where you're at. at for real. And when you <laughs> don't know what the laws and the regulations are, and when you do have people that are willing to press you in a far different way than somebody's willing to press you and, here. Yeah, and, it you, was got complete, the same and you got the same that mindset here. that you got here. It's like, it, 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 it's a fucked up situation to be in. And like I said, I was in it, and on several occasions, I was just right about now, ready to get off. I told you
0: three times, and I'm glad you didn't do it, because... Yeah. I know it's some situations where you might have had to I do it. Did you feel it, but, me? And, but I'm glad you didn't do it. Yeah, because I didn't want to go to jail. ended up a real different. Way. I didn't want to go to jail. Yeah, not. A, not <laughs> I, I didn't wanna, yeah, And it went through or your dead, head for sure. For sure. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah. So um, yeah. yeah
1: prayers to ASAP, Rocky, Freedom Man. Um, we gonna skip out on the taking L segment today because I got stuff to do. I gotta go. Um, <laughs>
0: gotta go, Let them go. know where to find you. D Boy Ltd with an I, not a Y. Y'all know what it is. I'm dropping some new music. It's on the way. Life outside social media. So check me out: Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, the whole shebang. Bang. And there you go. And I'm Pounce Underscore Sation
1: on Twitter and Instagram, or just search my name, Devon Pouncey, and um, I'll be there. So. And whatever it is that you got going on for the rest of the week, this upcoming weekend, have fun, enjoy it. Make sure you give it your all, and we are going to leave you all the only way that we know how, and that is to stay woke and And go win. win.